0: Hello to all the listeners of the Rumble Pack, Will here with a quick public service announcement about the upcoming episode. Uh, The audio is a bit crackly, a bit poppy, a bit distorted, I think we were just so eager to get our thoughts across for Resident Evil 5 that we uh, couldn't help ourselves but sit right up close to the mics and talk pretty damn loud, which you'll uh, hear in the episode, but... I hope after all our thoughts get across and and it's enjoyable because we did have a great time playing ra Five even even if the game is a bit a bit of a spud but we uh we loved it uh, playing it together so hopefully that comes across in the episode and hopefully the audio is not too uh, too hurtful on the ears but uh, we'll see how we go so enjoy and uh, look forward to the following week's episode for the Rumbly Awards uh, ceremony for twenty twenty three all right enjoy the episode. there welcome everybody back to the rumble pack podcast episode i don't know but it might as well just be episode five so talking about it, a resi evil
1: five dent
0: resi evil dent
1: biohazard five have you ever met a dent that isn't evil i've never wanted one the one in my head it's quite evil i wouldn't say it's a good thing
0: dent are you talking about the, the dent, the physical dent in your mm. head? <laughs> I thought of Harvey Dent. <laughs> He's evil. Yeah, all dents He's are evil, evil. But he, you know, he he has the does he have the right intentions? Does he? I don't know. In the movie, I'm thinking of the Dark Knight. Mm. Does he have the right intentions? You've been Dark Knight washed. What's
1: gotta, the quote in that? It's like he says about yeah, yeah, yeah. Something about being a hero so long, you end up becoming a villain. Yeah, something, yeah, something. yeah. Uh, yeah. I
0: feel like that quote almost comes from that movie. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. almost. Yeah, Al- almost. I don't want to say. I don't want to <laughs> say fully because I don't know. Yeah, but almost. But nonetheless, we're here to talk about a game that we've been playing now. You know, Resident Evil for a few years. I'd say. Well, uh, I, w- I would say because it's true. From t- from 2019, we started playing Resident Evil. And we almost, only spoke about
1: almost true.
0: It's almost. It's almost true. It's more true for me. I think you 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 brought. Brought on about a year later, yeah, but uh, we did speak about Resident Evil 4 a few weeks ago, uh, or at least a few episodes ago, rather. Um, and re- we recently played Resident Evil 5 because we've played all of the core, almost all of the core games. Uh, we've played some of the heaviest hitters, you know, uh, two, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 4, um, and 7, obviously. We've played some of the duds, like 3 and to an extent, Village.
1: And uh, we played uh, REverse. yep, and uh, maybe another dud, but we'll, uh, we'll reveal all later. But we're on track to play every
0: <laughs> Resident Evil, core Resident Evil game at this point. So it was it was a no brainer to um, play Resident Evil Five, which is what we're talking about today. And we finished the whole game a few weeks ago. Played co op experience, and it's uh, it was a was it Was it, a, was it a joy? <laughs>
1: It was an experience.
0: It was how can something that's so technically bad be so like fun and lovable?
1: Yeah, that's the village idiot. To be honest, of the of the series, right now it is. Yeah, we we don't we don't know yet. We're we're playing its idiot um, younger brother.
0: We are the second. We just say we're playing Resident Evil Six now. Yeah, and that is it. <laughs> It's a bit of an idiot. It's, <laughs> I think it's actually even worse already. It's, just, it's so
1: bad. <laughs> it's worse for reasons that it shouldn't be worse for. Oh, my God. Uh, so it's playing number five. Incredible. Playing number five is a co-op experience. Of course, it's very fun. You can get a lot of fun yeah. out even the worst game of its co-op. Uh, we, did, uh, we were sort of musing the other day about what ha- would happen if we had to play that game solo or this game solo. Well, we just wouldn't. We just wouldn't be able to. It, it's quite dysfunctional. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've read that the
0: co-op, the single-player experience with having Sheva um, follow you around, she's like the most brain dead companion in any, any game ever. Like, apparently, it's really bad.
1: But without Sheva, would Elizabeth
0: or Ellie have existed? No. <laughs> and we'll we will, we'll dive deep into that later on in the episode, I reckon. Yeah, cool. But no, I, I <laughs> but no, I don't think so. She's a she's a she's an icon. She is, yeah. yeah.
1: But a very uh, no, Lara Croft. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Chever uh, Olama is an icon, <laughs> much like Olama. She can get lost. I <laughs> I think uh, the interesting thing about five and six and now check. is that following number four, which is uh, it was discussed, the probably the, the strongest entry in the series, uh, and uh, yeah. universally recognises that. Well, it is. Yeah. Following is. the success of four and just how good the the, the winning formula formula was of that game, mm. going to five. There's, n- it, it's no indication that's from the same series with the same budget. Yeah, it's bizarre. And then going to six, which we're not talking about today, but again, there's these changes that happen. And this is what six came out in 2012, 13, something like that, and it was like, uh, yeah, what, well, yeah, was well, it? Yeah, it doesn't. And that's 2011 year, or something. I don't know. And that's a couple yeah. of years after like Gears of War three, for example. Mm-hmm. And given their third person co op shooters, we compared them quite a bit, or I did when we were playing yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. think. How is this game about 10 years behind but came out 2 years later. Yeah. From a series yeah. that was more successful to that point by Mile. It, it had more oh, it's yeah. more universally recognized yeah. than Gears of War. What uh, year was Gears of War 3? 2011. Okay.
0: And it was it was a Gears of War 2 it was 09 uh 2008. Oh, 2008. Okay. So it this game 2006. And is it, it just
1: it makes when you correlate the yeah. Resident Evil series to Gears of War, you just think, "How has it gone from 4 Going backwards so rapidly before yeah. eventually coming back up at seven. Uh, yeah, it's f- when I say go backwards, I don't mean five's bad because we'll, we'll just wait and see what we think of five. <laughs> it's a funny one.
0: It's a funny one because obviously you've played Resident Evil Four remake, um, but I've played Resident Evil Four OG as well. And like when you play Resident Evil Five, there there is obvious carryover in the the sort of the way the game is. From the original Resident Evil 4, but even then, it still is technically like ten times worse in every department. Like even the original Resident Evil 4 is so much more advanced than Resident Evil 5. It's mm. really weird. It's weird. And like obviously, if you compare it to the games now, it's like no, no brain. It's like it's terrible. But even <laughs> then, it's such a step
1: in the wrong direction. It's so weird. And, I'm not- and that's a, and that's coming off big, uh, probably a big profit from Resident Evil 4 success. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So, what ha- They could have made
0: anything they wanted at this point, mm. and they made this. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, what? What are they doing? What are Capcom doing that actually keep drawing us back to Resident Evil? What? What is it? Because I, I'd like to break that down. Why? Why are we actually coming back for more? Because we're this. Is, we're back. This is our sixth Resident Evil game that we've beaten of we the eight core ones, and there's more other ones, but the core eight. This is number six. We're always beating them all, mm. and we're and we're already playing six. So we're on number seven now. What 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 is it? Why do we keep coming back to Resident Evil? Is it just a like desire to beat them all or is there actually something about them that makes us <laughs> return every time? Like, well, what is it? <laughs>
1: well, we played number two. Uh, naturally, uh, such a fantastic survival horror. The pacing was amazing. We've spoken about it a thousand times before uh, why that was so good. And then I think three shades of two, but not quite good enough. That's why we are pretty disappointed in it. Number four, of, yeah. obviously, crazy good. We played seven before that, and Village, of course, but yep. they were sort of they had remnants yeah. of what made the early games or number two so good for us by that to the, when we when by the time we'd played them. But then you get to five, you get you played three and five and six, and it's become like a parody of itself. Amidst its own, in the middle of its own series, yeah, and you sort of like so. Now we're just playing it as a piss take, like we're laughing at everything in number six. Oh, yeah, like the sewer water, like looks like jelly. Oh, like,
0: it's so weird. It's the most laughable game. <laughs> yeah, one of the la- most laughable games ever. <laughs> we've only we've only scratched the surface. Yeah, on it as well.
1: So I think because we know that even at its worst, it's still a funny time. That's good for co-op. Yeah, the like the, the 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 bad games are the co-op ones, and they're still fun because they're co-op. The that's best the ones are the only savior player. is that they co-op. Yeah, and yeah. we wouldn't play them. Other, we wouldn't enjoy them otherwise. Oh, I'd be the worst. Imagine so. doing that solo. It'd be the worst. So luckily, they put co-op into the worst games, and who knows? Maybe that's why the resourcing was so con- concentrated so poorly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's my take.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think as well. It's slightly just because I don't know. Like if you think about the whole series. Obviously, there's like worse games than the than the better ones or whatever. Like it goes up and down in quality, but I think generally they provide a solid, complete package in terms of like a story-focused single-player or co-op like narrative experience. Like they're getting driven by, it's driven by like a, a proper narrative, and it's like a story end to end. So there's like beginning, middle, and end. And I think I don't know, like especially these days, we're in this era where Everything Like, you know, 75% of the stores just like multiplayer or live service games and other stuff. And uh, I think the fact that these offer us like a just a genuine story from beginning to end, even if they're like a bit stupid, is still, I don't know, maybe we're just clinging on to that kind of game because like games are going away from that mm. a,
1: a lot. So that's probably part of it too. Oh, and there's something charming about late noughties, early... 2010 um uh dork yeah. games because there's they something went, charming went, and, and went there's something very, just so ugly about it too went, it went through such a dorky phase yeah and it just uh um, <laughs> it's funny and crap at the same time
0: and they all have the same color palette of just washed out brown and gray oh yeah you, what you, is you,
1: what the hell happened if you can you mentally picture anything from metal gear solid 4 we haven't played it but
0: Uh, I can mentally picture it because it looks just like Resident Evil Five.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's what what
0: I'm saying. (laughs) It was an absolute phase, and it (laughs) makes (laughs) sense. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, bit of the history of the game, I guess. So, or I guess, like the you know technical speak. So, developed, published by Capcom. uh, It launched. It it launched yeah can we for have, lunch? Lunch, can we have on lunch on price? May March <laughs> fuck March oh, March 5th 2009 <laughs> uh, uh, is kids. <laughs> uh for the PS3 Xbox 360 and the Windows PC of course uh imagine playing this on PC it would be the worst uh also <laughs> later released for PS4 Xbox One Nintendo Switch and Android TV because who could forget playing games on your Android TV whatever that means I'm guessing it's a streaming thing, but yeah.
1: We'll never know. Yeah.
0: Thankfully. What is an Android TV? Uh, we have Samsung TVs. What is that a, Is that Android? Like the phones are Android powered. So is the TV an Android TV or is it a Samsung TV? Like what is that?
1: All I say is um, stay tuned for the bonus episode,
0: Android TV. Well, we're, we're going to have to interview someone about that. Someone, mm. A professional. Yeah. yeah. Um. And yeah, it's a third person shooter, um, single player or co-ops, story driven Experience, directed by the great Yasuhiro Enpo and Kenichi Ueda.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: Yeah, I don't know who they are. I just wanted to say <laughs> They may be great, they may be not. This may be their only directing credit, which is probably um, telling.
1: Yeah. You don't know if they're great after playing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for all I know, they might have done Resident Evil 4 as well. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, even so. This you're only as good as your last, uh, your last. Yeah, game. and this would have had to be their last. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Whoever directed this, they didn't get another shot. They didn't get another <laughs> yeah, Um It's like this is like, um, uh, who's a who's a recent coach in AFL or any any sport around the world where they got the success and then plummeted off the face of the earth. Ross oh, they got, Ross got success. I was going to say truck, but they didn't get any success. <laughs> Been run. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. They they get sacked pretty Dimmer. quick. Let's just hope these blokes got sacked as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we love them. Yeah. Um, brief recap of the RE story. So scientists at Spencer Mansion uh, created this virus as part of a, like, drive-for-money-making scheme for their pharmaceutical company Umbrella. That's also something to do with, like, um, getting rid of need for soldiers and armies and all this stuff so they could, like, put the you know put the virus into people in the army and then just like send them on places they're fighting in wars oh it's ridiculous
1: biome something biome are you
0: talking about like the weapon like the yeah. bioorganic weapon bio-organic yeah, weapons. BOWs. so they yeah. bows
1: yeah um or bows
0: depending on where you're from <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah so that company umbrella and, and that program's called the wesker project and uh The virus spread into Raccoon City due to some sewer rats and different things that are coming from where the mansion is, which is in the Arklay Mountains, and it all ran it down into Raccoon City and sort of turned the city into a horror fest of zombified citizens, um, which they go up against in Resident Evil 2 and 3. So Leon Kennedy's a a first-day-on-the-job cop and he comes up against that in Raccoon City on the day of the outbreak um, and sort of saves the day against Umbrella and then Jill Valentine's already part of the uh, stars initiative she's like a soldiery person as well i guess um she also saved today against umbrella i don't know what the connection is between the two i don't know who stopped who really stopped umbrella because i said both did they went to separate nests which are big labs who shot the bullet at the same time who made like who actually who's the hero i don't, I don't know but it doesn't it's, matter it's not jill it's not no nah, it's not it's not jill uh then Leon, years later, she, he's working for the government as a special agent uh, person. I don't know, and he's tasked to go to Spain to find the missing president's daughter, Ashley. How do you know and his name? That is in Resident Evil Four. <laughs> Leon. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we talk about Resident Evil Six. It's so it's so bad what they
1: did to our boy in Six. Everyone, oh, just a
0: just a forewarning. He's become an idiot. Oh, so bad. We're playing the we're playing the uh, Leon campaign in Resident Evil Six because there's four <laughs> different campaigns. And we're playing the Leon campaign. It's, he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> so it turns out Umbrella were had were up to no good over there as well uh, in Spain, or at least they uh, had a hand at creating this last us, uh parasite, which has turned a bunch of the villager people into psycho sort of hillbilly kind of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, Leon saves the day, saves Ashley, and stops Umbrella's presence there, I, I suppose. Um, and now Resident Evil 5. So uh, Chris Redfield, who's, who's from Resident Evil 1, He's now an agent working for the BSAA, which stands for—I didn't know—I had to look this up. It's the <laughs> Bioterrorism Security Assessment Alliance. <laughs> it's like
1: you know when you know when places when people make a name work so the acronym's cool. Yeah, that they've looks like they've gone. They made the acronym first. Yeah, yeah, which is wrong. Yeah. Well, no, so that's sometimes what they do. They'll do that and then the words all just, they just fill it up with random words to get that achieved acronym. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like they did that, but yeah. the acronym and the, the name is shit. Yeah, yeah. Assessment, yeah. Yeah. Security Assessment Authority. Yeah, yeah. Security Assessment Alliance. Mean, alliance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> These guys suck. Yeah, because BSAA is not even that cool anyway. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like. Um, oh. So he's sent to uh, Kijuju in West Africa. Uh, did you know that's where we were? No. Because I didn't either. Too far. Is that a real
1: place? <laughs> I, so don't I feel like know. they've just made up some name that's. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh,
0: to stop a man named Ricardo Irving, uh, or at least like intercept him from selling a bio organic weapon on the black market. So they're going there to investigate potential sale of a bio organic weapon.
1: And this bloke's a bloody legend. But we'll talk about him soon. Yeah. Um,
0: he reminds me of uh, Junkrat, which is a Overwatch character who's like an Australian. Uh, like meth head looking character
1: mm. and this guy's a South African former meth head looking <laughs> yeah,
0: character yeah. Um, he's sent there alongside Sheva Olimar who's uh, I don't know another BSSA person as well so that's the that's the recap so far are you feeling recapped
1: Um, I, I've got to say I don't like uh, I don't think Resident Evil has the best storyline <laughs> After number two. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think after number four. The Resident Evil 4 story is good. No, it's fine, but it's not connected to anything.
0: Well, it, it's it, a, it's it does a...
1: connect back slightly. But it's a new Resident Evil every time. I just want the same Resident Evil to be the T-Virus. Well, Umbrella's like now working in the shadows,
0: right? Because they were kind of like, after the Raccoon City incident, they're basically shut down. Mm-hmm. So that's
1: how they ended up in Spain, I suppose, with yeah. Sadler. Like, yeah, generations earlier. They, all, they knew they were going to fail in America. Yeah. So they went for... Anyway, it's too, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much for not much game. Yeah. So what do you think about... So we started
0: the game in uh, the streets of Kijuju and uh, arriving there, we found out you know, there was a, a Alpha BSSA squad that have all been murdered by the locals because um, you know it's an it's an evil game, and uh, <laughs> they've been infected by a last Plug Us parasite. Similarly to Resident Evil 4, mm. but in this they're dubbed Majinis as opposed to Ganados. Mm-hmm. Apparently, those are like uh, they're like counterpart words for the same meaning or something. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah um so yeah the, i guess the starter is it's mainly just play, learning how to play and use, use the guns you're given you're only given a couple of guns but the spoiler alert they all feel like complete dog shit um and like <laughs> the thing as well is like resident evil 4 <laughs> resident evil 4 is i played it on the wii right and you have the aim with this wii remote, so it's like mm. an arcade fun thing yeah but like resident evil 4 original also has the laser sight on the guns and all that crap. And like the standstill and shoot, you can't move while you're shooting all that stuff. Mm. So like Resident Evil 4 original does have a lot of the same problems, but they they just feel technically worse in this for some reason. But yeah, like the the shooting itself is it's not horrible, but it's it does take a lot of getting used to when especially these days when you're used to playing like such free-flowing shooting games like Titanfall, for instance. Like mm. we used to play Titanfall. Uh, Or like a third-person thing like Gears. Mm. And um, then you play this and it's like so jarring. Um, But to be fair, I don't think many people are going back to play 2009 uh, dud co-op games like you and I. I think most people are just staying in the future. I think we're the weird ones, right? I
1: still can't believe this is a 2009 game. It feels like a
0: GameCube, like PS2 game, Mm. not a PS3, Xbox 360 game to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's a few strong enemies around uh, early, I guess, including the introduction of the chainsaw wielding Magini guy who has like a paper bag on his head. He's kind of like a reskin of the RE4 guy. Yeah, but he looks—I know—he's like skinnier and he's, he's tall. not as this guy's
1: big and tall. There's about four of them throughout the game. Yeah, th- yeah, he's
0: but he's not as like I, I don't find him as scary. Like he's not as nah. nowhere near as difficult as the RE4 guy. No near the RE4 ones are like hectic, mm. but these guys. He just has a lot of health. Like, he takes a lot of damage, but he does sort of run around and stop and just sort of stand there revving a yep. lot. So, like, you get a lot of opportunity to shoot him, but you have to actually fire this guys really early. Yeah. Like I think in our first play session, we fought him within like 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and this is where we were sort of looking for what connects it to the previous games. And probably, you know, we'll just, we'll try to give it a chance to see, like, oh, the quality is going to be here somewhere. Mm. And, like, oh, you know, what are they going to throw at us that worked in the other games? So they bring this bloke in. And you think, oh, this is going to be so hard. It was a little bit difficult. And then um, it could have been the hardest point in the whole game. <laughs> yeah. Really. It wasn't a <laughs> yeah. very challenging game. So we, I uh, think that's where they no. let up a bit as well. No, it wasn't that hard. There was only a couple of bosses that we got stuck on for
0: reasons, but we'll get into that. But uh, no, not overall, not, not difficult. No. And there's always plenty of uh, uh, ammo around. We never really run out mm. or anything like that. So it was the, the survival aspect is not here. This is a pure action-based game. Yeah, it's not a horror. It's not a survival
1: thing. Set in it's the daytime, a, out in the open, like most of the time. Yeah, uh, yeah, not intimidating in well, any way.
0: For for all we know, we thought we'd be on the African streets for the whole game. But geez, we we hopped around a bit by the end. Uh, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get through yeah, all the areas, keep- this is <laughs> all right. Um, I guess he, uh eventually you get rescued by the BSSA captain Josh Stone, who uh, I don't know he's just a he's just a guy. He just he just shows up.
1: I don't I don't remember why we got rescued, but doesn't really matter. But Dri- basically drives a car and sometimes a helicopter, and yeah. he's they call him and a boat. Uh, maybe yeah, oh, he, he, yeah, he drives a boat. There's nothing he can't do. Yeah, big bad <laughs> big bad Josh, they call him big bad back Josh, in the yeah, back yeah. in the barracks. Yeah, yeah, back in the where pl- he earned his. You know, he, uh, he uh, honed his skills to be the yeah. greatest ever assistant. Back at BSAAH. <laughs> <laughs> Q. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot the Q. <laughs> I just thought headquarters would be reduced for H. Um, so he has a bunch of files. On, I don't know. I can't remember if it's like a computer or something, but basically Chris sees a photo of his former partner, Jill Valentine, in the files of his, of his files. And... Uh, Chris, they basically show a flashback scene here where Chris p- presumed her dead uh, after they try to track down Albert Wesker, who's one of the original Umbrella Stooges, and uh, they track him down in the Spencer Mansion in 2006, which is, yeah, I guess three years before this, if it's all in real time, um, and Jill saves Chris by tackling Wesker out of the, a window for, like, a large fall, um, and Chris escapes, and she's presumed dead alongside mm. Wesker, really. Um, and she see, he sees a photo and that sparks a bit of, uh, you know, Chris Redfield, alpha, big guy energy yeah. to go. And then at some point they, uh, I don't know if it's here or after, but at some point they report back to headquarters to, to say what's going on, but they basically like, uh, he either like lies or misleads them one direction so they can go after Jill even though he's instructed not to. So that's kind of where the story ends up going to find, to find Jill and see what's up because clearly something else
1: is going down. Yeah. If, we, if we can just reenact very quickly, just give it a 20-second effort. Let's reenact that scene where he just realises that he blacks out and he has this flashback. And I'm going to be Sheva because that's who I played as. Chris, what happened? Uh, are you saying flash? Are you saying the scene? Like, and tell Chris, her what happened? You're Chris. You know, just remember, let's just channel that acting. Chris, what happened? Jill's gone. Oh no! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Come on! Yeah, go! <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's, that's the, whole, a, that's I, the uh, emotional
0: integrity of the scene. Probably sounds like I'm just bad acting, but that's really all they say. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Zoom we better in. get
1: going. <laughs> Zooming <laughs> on on the claymation face. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's really, it's really yeah. um, it's quite intense and We're gonna s-
0: we're gonna stop them.
1: Yeah. Who's them? Yeah. <laughs> we're doing it. Yeah, we're going. Um,
0: How did you, they know his name? So. Yeah yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let's just cover that quickly That cracked us up Basically we're playing we're playing Resident Evil 6 the other night And Leon's talking to his partner Helena In the very start of the game And, and Helena's
1: like, my character For yeah. anyone who's wondering Luke always plays as the crap sidekick basically. Yeah, yeah. And, Or uh, you played as the crap sidekick in Gears so Yeah, it yeah, yeah we, like, we alternate I can on take my
0: turn <laughs> yeah. And, and Helena. I mainly play as Chief You played as the Elite or whatever it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, basically, Leon and Helena are in this room, and uh, they're both like—I'm guessing—they're both like agent people, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know why they don't know each other, but basically, she says like, <laughs> "Agent Kennedy."
1: and like this serious conversation and Leon's has been going on for 30 seconds already we presume they know each other yeah they're already been talking they're they're standing next to each other getting the same briefing mid conversation
0: (laughs) talking about what's going on like the action plan and then she's like she's like something something Agent Kennedy and then Leon instead of responding with like a legitimate follow up just goes how do you know my name (laughs) it's like what what do you mean do you not know each other you've been talking for a minute here about the bloody action plan and all of a sudden he's like you know my name (laughs)
1: Was, and then the scene just continues. It just,
0: it just doesn't matter. Never resolved. Doesn't matter. Anyway.
1: And it doesn't get any better.
0: Uh, that's the funniest thing. Like <laughs> Cracked us up. Um, so the game, so Resident Evil 5, uh, that is, the game suddenly transforms from the city streets <laughs> to a strange oil field sort of factory and then the marsh area where uh, we need to jump onto this airboat and uh, travel around to a bunch of... Hovercraft. Yeah, yeah, like a hovercraft, um, kind of like what we went on in the the swamplands in America. Then Everglide- we went on that alligator tour thing. The Everglades, the Everglades, yeah. Chuck and
1: Doeys. Mm. mm. yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, you got to go around to. It's sort of like a. It reminds me a lot of like Gears Five, where it opens up and you drive them some whatever vehicle. In a way, Gears Five actually took inspiration and copied Resident Evil Five. Yeah. Mm. Because uh, we jump in this hovercraft and you go around the marshlands to each individual area and, you know, sort of grab some other some crap from here, like a key or whatever, and that sort of opens up another bit. Hmm. And you sort of go around the open area. Um, it's the only part of the game that did this, where it just let you drive around freely. <laughs> uh, the rest of the game was just all sort of straight, straight down the corridor. Yep. Um, and this is where you do encounter uh, Irving, or at least you encounter Irving maybe just before this. And he uh, is saved by a mysteriously hooded figure uh, mm. out the window or something. And we thought it was Ada. We did. Because Ada's, uh, she was wearing, well, sh- I guess she, the person was like wearing high heels, right? Mm-hmm. So we assumed it was Ada. Just doing um, Ada things. Always and they probably did that on purpose, everything. to be fair. Probably. Yeah. You know, being the same directors from RE Four. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Uh, and eventually, after all that, you track down Irving on this massive cargo ship, and uh, in classic Resident Evil fashion, he turns into this massive uh, squid-like monster that like, travels- Like a leviathan? Yeah. It's kind of like- I, I got a photo <laughs> on here.
1: Yeah. He kind of- Like a big t- kraken sort of thing. Yeah.
0: It turns into like a big sort of kraken squid thing. Um, and starts get, like swimming around this. Like this is a massive ship too. And he like starts swimming around each side of the ship, and uh, and then slamming down on the end of the boat so he can get his shots in. You're on like a um, you're on like a turret, a mini gun, sort mini of thing. Gun yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's actually not a horrible boss fight. I remember after
1: it, I was like, that's actually was like kind of fun. it's just like the circumstances are just so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> but- he falls. He falls into the water. Um, and he's, he's starting to be corrupted. Can he, inject, he injects himself with the... With the Ouroboros. With the Ouroboros, which, Ouroboros. Is, which is this, uh, you know, chemical whatever that that's sort of uh, coming from Las Plagas. It's like yeah, the of Las Yeah, I, I actually don't
0: know the, like, specific on that, but Ouroboros is... Uh, Ouroboros. Is, is commonly... Uh, consistently referred to in this game, very, yeah. very
1: regularly. Very regularly, and it's usually Sheva that says it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll be just talking and then go. Yeah. I um, there's the yeah. Basically, what he does is he falls in, goes into the water, and we knew exactly what was coming. As soon as we lost sight <laughs> yeah, of him, we, we thought did. he's coming back. Something special, and yeah. he just he went from being like of regular man size to being probably the size of like three freighters yeah. <laughs> within within at least three and a half seconds yeah, he did he I right. and we yeah we
0: knew it was coming 100 percent, and even then it like still it brothers. was a, way above our expectations <laughs> we couldn't have expected it to be so big yeah anyway we beat that and uh i think he tell i think pretty sh- pretty sure he says at the end He mentions Excella's name, who Excella someone, I've got a name later, but uh, she's like a sidekick, sort of a villainous person that you have to track down. So he gives you a bit of a lead up before he dies. Excella Gioni.
1: Gioni, yeah. Um, So that's what happens from there. Yeah, where you just sit there. And this is one of those games where when they refer to a character who you haven't seen yet, it's completely cold. doesn't really explain anything. You just go, and who's that? Yeah. And then you eventually <laughs> find him and you go, oh, worth the wait. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we we
0: got rid of Irving. He's gone. And we ended up. Good riddance. Um, we didn't enjoy his company. He's ugly as. Like, he'd have to be the ugliest character in the game. Mm. Somehow he's uglier than the chainsaw man genie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, M- he- man genie. What I say, the man genie, the man genie, <laughs> <laughs> the magini. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, he's he's not nice to look at, and he has like a stupid. He's got that very normal villainous voice where he's where it's kind of like
1: weaselly. Oh yeah, as well. He's got like the white tux and something. He's got the white like fluridian looking suit thing, like something out of Vice GTA Vice. He's also like the kind of guy that's like
0: selling rhino horns. Oh, yeah. Or something, yeah. yes.
1: South African poacher.
0: Yeah, po- yeah, yeah, poacher, yeah. Um, so I was trying to research into the next part of the game a little bit yesterday, and I, I still couldn't remember what the hell this part of the game was, and that is the ruins. <laughs> so somehow when we left the marsh area, we end up finding out, yeah, the the, pl- the plague is causing the disease, obviously, and it's coming from materials in a bunch of these caves because uh, we, we end up finding this cave part where there's a bunch of like flowers it's coming from flowers and they? stuff and there's a bunch of equipment there like military or, or research equipment already in the space that's been left mm. so it leads you to think like oh this is where this is coming from and people have been here studying it so some things going down i think maybe like at this point or else or slightly later they see like umbrella logo and chris is like umbrella what are they doing here
2: mm. Or whatever
0: and um yeah this leads you to a bunch of like old ruins underground it's yep. like a big ruined city. And it just becomes this Indiana Jones like puzzle area where you need to watch out for this, you know, assortment of traps and there's like lasers. giant like mutant bat. Yep. Yeah, that. There's like boulders that come past. There's like a big sunlight, sunray beam that just obliterates you on the way through. Yeah. It just goes boom down yeah. this corridor for no reason. Um,. There's one particular part that we were doing really late at night. We were playing and we were late into this session and you have to keep going up and down this lift to solve this like old tropey puzzle of setting the totems that are reflecting the light beam in the right order to go back to operate the lift. Mm. The lift is like powered by the the ray of light yeah, yeah. or whatever. It's actually like a classic Zelda puzzle, um, except in Zelda it makes sense to be there for the most part. And this it was just like, it was well, just
1: there because it's a puzzle. <laughs> now, well, for context, I think the actual like Egyptians and stuff used to use <clears throat> mirrors in, in uh, caves or mines or whatever. They used to use reflective light along all these things to light up where they're going. Yeah. So it makes kind of sense.
0: But why is there Egyptian ruins in West Africa under
1: Kajuju? Well, <laughs> well they, they, I'm, I'm sure they shared technology across Africa in ancient times. <laughs> it's just, it's just. <laughs> it just works out sometimes but only in these two rooms it, that clearly wasn't of use to them anywhere else no there's no other contraption like that anywhere mm. <laughs> so it's just a one it's just a one-off to power a lift can, I, can we just cover the transition
0: between areas quickly yeah you i can- i didn't because i don't remember
1: well, well, we touched on it recently uh, a few episodes ago when we, because we we can't help but release our uh, the tension that bottles up inside of us whenever we're playing a Resident Evil five or six game. Hmm. Uh, there was the transition from the the marshlands, which are of course the like village people. This is where a tribe lives. The Magini. actually no, not Majini. These are tribal Magini. They were tribal Majini. Magini were in the city streets. Yeah, they. And then there was like tribal Magini with big tribe.
0: Masks in the marsh area,
1: mm. and then yeah, as we got through that, we went through the like the the village centre, which is like you know the, there was a chieftain's hut and all this sort of stuff, and then they uh, yeah the two giant ones come out, and then we cleared them, and then next minute we were in the middle of an industrial area. <laughs> Literally, we walked in in waist deep water around a corner, and we were into an industrial area. Yeah, that was the or like oil field EB area. Obviously, area. yeah. The, obviously, the native tribal folk, the native tribe were very happy just to live to protect this great industry of gas. Yeah. Gas and petroleum. Yeah. Uh, this refinery. It's like uh it was the
0: way of the people.
1: Yeah. 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 It was. Uh, you know, it's good to let them live right ne- that close to it where the probably where the oil's poisoning their children. Uh, the rats from the oil got into Kajuju. Hmm. And that's what started the virus. Yeah, likely. And then we've gone into this industrial area, and then go into some building somewhere. Oh, we go down the. I know. I know this ship with uh, Irving takes us somewhere, but unrelated. Suddenly, we're in the ruins. Well, yeah. Well, you just go down and you're in old ruins. Yep. And that's just just like <laughs> that's about it. That's about the uh, long and short of it. Um, this no. this game takes no prisoners when it comes to getting from point A to B. Don't ask it any questions. Just get there and shut up. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't pop up in suburban Melbourne. (laughs) Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't pop up in Raccoon City. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it is Raccoon City. Yeah, it might be. You know? It's the ruins of Raccoon City after the fall. Yeah. 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 Raccoon City number one. We didn't... Nobody... Everybody forgets that old chestnut. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, look for the rest of the ruins. I don't, I don't really remember. Was there a boss? I don't, I don't know.
1: No, just running away from Big Bat. <clears throat> yeah, up a stairwell. Second Big Bat too. So we already, we died a
0: bunch of times doing it too. We just we just tried. We we died. Oh right, some... the big the Big Bat boss yep. in uh, the end of the like streets area as well. Yeah, at the start. <clears throat> That's right. I forgot about
1: that. That we, we... that took us a few goes actually, and you had to lure it on top of bombs. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, it was yeah. quite easy once we worked that out. But we had a. Uh, a bit before that, we had a, a, tr- um, a, a El Giganto, yeah, a big, uh, big troll sort of thing from Resident Evil Four pop up in the middle of the town, and we just had yeah. to literally say on a minigun, just, just shooting it for five minutes straight, no, cha- no challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then I've we, forgotten so much of this game, then, and seriously. Then, and then we were driving around in the car. We did a big on rail scene where we had to shoot all was, the all the enemy trucks and all the motorbikes coming alongside. There us. was Majini driving motorbikes, yeah, doing mm. jumps. Heaps of jumps. Yeah, yeah. It was like something out of Mad Max.
0: It was. And we that, were on Fury Road. Yeah, we we're on Ascot Vale Road.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> a Melbourne joke. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out AV, and we uh, <laughs> and that was about um, you know that's that's sort of how we got to encounter Bat Two. And by the time we got to Bat Two, we just thought we're just going to outrun it. We tried to outrun it ten times and failed. So we outran it eleventh time. And we got we did. Yeah, that. the eleventh time was spot on. And it's yeah. very fun, actually. You're talking about a game, a <laughs> bit of a gameplay mechanic. And when you uh, do a bit of a quick, uh, a quick time event, it'll suddenly just pop up being like you got to click circle and X together and then. Then we and then but it'll be mashing the button like oh, yeah. brrr, on the screen. You're like you have no idea how fast you're gonna <laughs> press things. It'll just randomly pop up like L two, and you like, like, and you'll yeah. miss it because you don't know um, what's coming. And no, I didn't. Sometimes it prompts <laughs> for me, other times it's for Will. Well, like, some- I have no idea.
0: Sometimes as well, you would die doing the quick time, and then you'd do it again, and you'd, you'd expect, oh, I know what to press now, and they would change the buttons you need <laughs> to pre-click. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'd be like hammering down on square knowing it's coming, it's coming, it's coming And then it's
1: circle Yep That is shocking <laughs> oh, I hate them Until until the quick time event comes to its absolute uh, sort of, what's it, absolute peak, I suppose Right at the end of the game, which we'll touch on in the final boss battle mm. Which you got to experience the big punch
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah We'll touch on that later yeah. Yes Well, that's the ruins anyway and in a, to I guess in a consistent manner to what Luke just said about changing areas, we left the ruins, and we were just in a research
1: facility. Mm. I mean, look, we we can't be too surprised. Like we've mentioned in Resident Evil Four, you go from being in an ancient chapel or sort of churchy place of worship mm-hmm. to uh, into oh, what's his Luis's um. Lab. Lab. Which is connected to a church.
0: Yeah. I mean, the labs have to be hidden because they're working on the ground. I get it. But it's just like... Oh, you don't have to make it
1: in the priest's bloody residence. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, seriously. (laughs) That was where he used to... Like, that was his bedroom. Yeah. And And every time he'd want to go out, he had to walk into this ancient thing full of stalactites. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And stalagmites and just wonder if he's going to survive another day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, but he maintained his charisma i gotta say he he, he stayed a, a woman's man a lady's man even though there was louise yep yeah yeah he did i don't know how he did it yeah who's better louise or carlos i thought his name was ricardo oh, that's, i was thinking i was about to say ricardo from resident Evil three yeah that's carlos damn it <laughs> The who's dude with ricardo? The afro? who's ricardo
0: uh ricardo irving oh yeah that's
1: the one. <laughs> there could be another. There could be another Ricardo. that's just like a random soldier, maybe. Not to generalize them, but they've done the bloody. <laughs> Hispanic people are dirty here because <laughs> yeah, they just make them. The, they make them the most annoying people. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um,
0: you don't have to answer that question anyway. It doesn't matter. They're both bad. I mean, Louise is better than Carlos. So let's. That, that's that's for sure. But Ricardo, we don't, It
1: doesn't matter. Ricardo. But
0: uh, basically we end up in like a research base, familiar setting to Resident Evil. So that being a lab. Uh, Nest. Yeah. It wasn't actually
1: Nest. It wasn't Nest. No, it wasn't, it wasn't referred to as Nest, but we joked that it was. Well, that's the only way we can really deal with what we're going through. <laughs> yeah. Try to get, find some connection to the series. Yeah. It's They're- like they forgot. Like, oh, did we call it Nest? Like, no. Oh, you idiot. You were meant to call it Nest. It's like, oh, it's just a lab. What do you reckon Nest stands for, by the way? Because you uh, know
0: they've made a name for it.
1: Yeah. Uh, new... New energy shit time.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they there was clearly something going on in the in this lab. Uh, some sort of testing. There was a lot of like testing tubes of things. We even had a uh, a retread of Resident Evil two and three enemies. The like blind dudes that are on the roof and all that you know the guys that crawl around the crawler dudes that are blind and they if you make noise stalkers stalker yeah there was a bunch of those yeah and there was even an an area where you walked past a whole room full of them and as you went down to unlock the lift the door unlocked for the room and you had to hold them off while the lift came Mm. classic
1: yeah, yeah, and you had to, yeah, because they were literally going around the ceiling and the the floor and the walls, and you had to just try, time your walk, and just yeah. not not run, resist the, resist the sprint, yeah, yeah, because of course we just want to get through this damn thing. Well, you just walk slowly, don't don't run, make noise. And what do they do? Like seriously, what? There's a couple in Resident Evil Two. It's as intense as anything. So scary. Yeah. And then what do they do to them? They just made them like a common dog. Well, they made them smaller for starters. They were yeah. tiny, so small. They were way less dangerous. Ugh.
0: And there was tons of them. And you could just obliterate them all with a shotgun. (laughs) Seriously. Um, And in here is where we got our first fight against a a massive uh, Ouroboros blob monster. I don't know if you remember, but we were in a lab. There was a big Ouroboros monster. Actually, I got a picture to show you. Joggy memory. I do. The big wormy, the big worm. It had a bunch of uh, orange eyeball y things, a la Resident Evil. And we basically had to shoot all of the. Eyeballs off with our normal guns, and then there was a flamethrower on the back wall. We get the flamethrower and uh, try and kill it with the flamethrower. But we did this about ten to fifteen times over Mm. uh, to the point where we run out of ammo. So we just had no what we just didn't get it. We we just wasn't working. Yeah. So we died. And then we brought back in uh, the best part of the whole Resident Evil game, the infinite rocket launcher you can keep buying over and over and over.
1: And we shot that thing in one hit. So one hit. <laughs> so and that's a that's a really annoying thing about this. It's not... The game, as I mentioned earlier, it's such an easy game. Where it gets challenging is purely because you have to be patient and do the same thing over and over. So yep. this is technically the hardest boss, but it was only because it yes. would not die. We weren't actually that challenged by it. We just... No, we weren't r- like... Rinse and repeat.
0: Yeah, yeah. We weren't getting hit, really. No. It was just such a... It, w- it was like Briggsie in Save Thieves oh. or like the um the the Legend of Gold or whatever his name is, the Gold Hoarder or whatever. Oh, yeah. It was like it literally... Those took us over an hour each. <laughs> just, <laughs> and this was not that bad, but we didn't kill it, so I don't know, maybe it was. Maybe it could have been. We killed it with legit well, game we with, mechanics. We killed it with what the game provides you, which is a ten thousand dollar rocket launcher <laughs> that you can buy as many times as you want. And they one hit every boss in the game, basically. In Resident Evil Four, the infinite the rocket launchers in it, but you only get access to maybe two for the whole run. Uh, if you find the, if you find the one in the overworld, you only buy one, and then there's
1: one in the overworld you can find. I oh think. no, I bought two. But they're 160 grand each, and it's basically impossible to buy more. Well, you have to sell and buy every single thing you get. You've got, yeah. Uh,
0: um, In this, you can just buy rocket launcher any time you're in the inventory screen if you got ten thousand.
1: Ten thousand, which is like nothing. We had like forty thousand every time
0: we went to it. (laughs) Yeah. So we stocked up on so many rocket launchers, and if the bosses got too annoying, we just shot them, and it happened with every boss in the game. Basically,
1: we warned them. We wonder I'm it's, sure they I'm sure they built in some sort of algorithm to say oh no they're getting the guns out we yeah. better make it game we it's, better actually make this game operate properly Yeah
0: yeah it's actually not cheating No it's not it's literally in the game like yeah. we're not like we're not cheating the game at all but you feel it's more like they're
1: cheating us uh, Yes it's yeah
0: they're cheating us yeah that's you know, like, Yeah
1: that's right It's it's <laughs> quite ridiculous yeah, Imagine if is. we had that in 2 or 7 <laughs> it would ruin the whole thing. Yeah, the whole vibe would be gone. Yeah,
0: imagine the grandma at the end of Resident Evil Seven in the attic, and we just bring out the launcher and boomer in the face, and it was over. Yeah, imagine the end, How anticlimactic that would be. Like, I think, if, think if we could do that in a good Resident Evil game. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can do that Resident Evil Four, but select times, and it's really hard to get the thing.
1: Yeah. Oh no, you you don't like
0: it. You just said Resident Evil Four sucks. <laughs> I mean same directors you heard it here first people Will hates it I did read that uh, I did read that that boss the same one that big Ouroboros black blob is almost impossible on one player with Sheva as the bot character
1: apparently it's like it's just impossible yeah you'd actually have to follow her around just to keep the attention to you which would be so hard I'm so happy we played this uh,
0: like I'm so happy we could play this together because like yeah, we're already so played, happy to play it, because we've we've almo- we've played almost every Resident Evil game together, um technically because we've played a, a few of them on um like on my PS5 and we've shared screen and you've watched and we've just do- done it all together. But thank God, like imagine if we were doing this but only one of us was playing, it would have made it so much so much worse. Oh yeah, yeah. So got through that and the time. Not, not that we knew. By the time it finally arrived, because Albert Wesker arrived on screen, and uh, the game, the game shined bright as a diamond. (laughs) From this point onward, it turned into a ten out of ten classic. Look, it it did. The game
1: changed. Uh, Suddenly, the main villain was in the game. Yeah, and who would have thought? It was before it was Resident Evil Five.
0: Now it was Baldur's Gate 3. The greatest game of all time. Oh, yeah. And and with all the sex. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: we wish. Of a monastery.
0: Albert and uh, Xella maybe. Uh, so Wesker said some of the funniest lines ever. So Wesker's talking to us. He came out and he sort of stopped us in his tracks. And Chris obviously knows Wesker, but didn't know he was alive. So Chris was like, whoa. And uh, do, do we need to reenact it? Well, I've got... I've got some of the lines that he said so I can re- I'll read them. Yeah. Uh, basically he's uh he's he had a hooded figure next to him uh, and that hooded, hooded figure revealed to be Jill Valentine. Wow. So and she looked really weird because like we'd played Resident Evil 3 and she was she looked weird as shit, but that was obviously a normal or original design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, she just looks different from three. So we were just mm-hmm. like, oh, she, why
1: does she look like she's blonde? She had long blonde hair. <laughs> why she looks so weird. And she has short brown hair in the um, three. Yeah, but yeah, it was Jill. And uh, she I didn't was- mind Jill in three. By the way, I thought she was okay.
0: I have no problem with Jill Valentine. I just think three is a shit game. But like, I liked her as a character. Mm. If like, if they made Resident Evil Nine and she was the main character, I'd have no problem with it. Um, but you know, Leon Kennedy. Well, after six, I don't know. <laughs> <him before. laughs> he's, he's, his most recent outing is a bit dud. Uh, so Jill was clearly brainwashed and uh, was listening to the orders of uh, Wesker. So poor Jill, I guess. And uh, we had to fight both in a boss fight, which uh, and turns out after multiple attempts of accidentally obliterating Jill because we just shot the shit out of Jill thinking oh we need to stun her but then we just killed her so many times oh, and you weren't meant to do that an incredible suplex under the top of her head well yeah I was going to say we, we had to stun Jill and uh, there's a we have a classic clip on PlayStation of uh, me me stunning Jill and then you coming from behind her and just full German suplexing her onto the top of her head like just it would break someone's neck
1: yeah it was the funniest a thing. She has like, got stuck on her head. So good. <laughs>
0: it, was the funniest,
1: it was the funniest
0: thing. It's one of the greatest moments of our friendship, I reckon. Oh, yeah. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I watched that clip back so many times. It's yeah. the funniest thing. And like the clip has us cracking up in as well as yeah, it records. Yeah. Oh, so good. So we had to stun Jill and then we had to wait out Wesker for seven minutes uh, until he got bored and left,
1: basically. And he threatened us with seven minutes and I thought maybe that's a hint. turns out it was.
0: Yeah, I, I actually didn't think it was a hint, and then you were like, maybe we have to just wait seven minutes. <laughs> After seven minutes, he was like, and then he leaves. Yep. So the lines. So he goes he says, seven seven minutes, seven minutes is all I can spare to play with you. Play with you. Here I am offering my offering you my precious time, and you wasted by running around. Oh, play time is over. How fortunate for
1: you. He's, I reckon he's actually a distant cousin of uh, Dr. G. Yilla. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. It's very similar. It's not as uh, up, up, upbeat. Yeah. In my favourite other line, I was going to say this later, but my favourite other line he said was, Ouroboros will be released into the atmosphere, causing uh, ensuring complete global saturation. <laughs>
1: He was pretty excited. I gotta say, that release was as suspicious as it seemed. Yeah, he's what a, a funny dude. He's oh a God. and he's a bloody good-looking man in, in the long in the long leather um, duster jacket, which of course a coat um, that is of course synonymous with late nineties. Um, you know what? I don't know pop horror. Yeah, let's say pop horror. He looks
0: like uh, from the he's from the Matrix or something. Oh yeah, um, he's got the the black shades on the black sort of like trench coat. I mean his powers, and he moves powers, around like ah uh, matrix. He, he just phases between like spots, yeah, st- wherever, and all these things. Because um, he's because he is a he is a bioorganic weapon, basically mm. himself. Mm. Um, so bioorganic wanker, <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, so yeah, we basically we waited out Wesker by hiding in a. Um, hiding in like a big coffin thing you yeah. know like an egyptian coffin uh, like a uh, sarcophagus sarcophagus yeah we were hiding in one of them and he just kept walking around and then uh we we recovered jill uh but then we just left her there and <laughs> like we, we got jill and then we were just like that's actually a wrong memory <laughs>
1: What do you mean? <laughs> Remember what happened was we went up to the, the you were like, quick, come We were waiting because they were walking around the halls and you were like, quick, come here. We'll open this thing up because we'll be able to hide in it. Yeah, so We went and pushed it open. It was just all there was. We could just get loot out of it. And we didn't need any of it. We was like, crap, we just have to keep running. I thought we hid in something. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, I wish we could have. It was your idea too. <laughs> Obviously, in, that, in your mind, you blacked out and went, yes, we're hiding. And yeah. I was just like, keep running with me. <laughs> you just blacked out. I don't know. Yeah, okay. But we wished. It was- I,
0: I actually just full on re- thought we hid in
1: the, the suck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that because I was amazed when you said it. I was like, but he hasn't even, we haven't done that anywhere in the game. And you just walk past this thing you can't open. You went. We can hide in this. Come get. Come here. I was like, <laughs> if you reckon. <laughs> that was so funny. Anyway, you keep telling yourself that. Yeah, yeah. we. Yeah, okay. That's funny.
0: Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we obviously Wesker leaves and Jill's still stunned on the ground. And we speak to Jill, but she's kind of out of it. Well, and
1: her it, neck has been broken in at least 80 places. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the suplex. Yeah. yeah. She <laughs> actually looks like... Um,
0: uh, Gamora's sister and guardians when she's all messed up and her she, her body's all
1: yeah, broken. twisted
0: or whatever whatever her name is. Uh, Nebula. Nebula, Nebula, yeah. Um so yeah, we we get Jill, but then Chris and Sheva's like, "Oh, we need to get her after Wesker. Jill, you stay here." So then they just leave Jill in, in the in this weird like researchy warehouse ruins area. Just in the ruins. Just Wait. to stay there. Just like, you just stay here. We'll just go. And then the game went for another like 3 to 4
1: hours and we didn't say it to the end. We just left her in, <laughs> left her in the base by herself. She's ba- Yeah, she oh, yeah, she was basically in the deepest deepest point of uh, the man-made world. I don't think anyone's dug and made a structure deeper in the earth than that. Yeah. And they just went, see ya. But I've, it's so nice to see you, Jill, by the way. It's great to see you. <laughs> my I've partner. So saved so, my life. I'm so glad you're alive. You saved my life. And uh, <laughs> anyway, I've got Sheva now. Um, yeah. See ya. Well, Sheva was wearing a more revealing outfit. And Chris, too, and this is 2009. Chris, yeah, he's a sexist pig. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
0: Yeah. Anyway, she's gone. We do see her on a helicopter later, so she obviously
1: gets out. Mm, well, um, I mean, she's got she's got a pretty good uh, chopper radar when it comes to getting out of ruin, especially. Mm. And she, she found her way back through all the mirrors too, you know, like all these lights. I hope she didn't step into the light. I <laughs> yeah. don't know, just saying. Because you know.
0: she didn't come the same way. She didn't go out the same way She uh, we did. No. She, she must have gone vo- back through the ruins, taken the hovercraft back through the marshlands mm. uh, and then gone through all of the streets and gone in some sort of back way. Unless, uh,
1: unless we went straight past a helicopter, we didn't see it. Yeah. We could have used that. I'm guessing Josh w- had something to do with it. Josh is there when trust you trust know, in him. Josh. Josh is a
0: beauty. Yeah, he's yeah. a good, he's a good man. Stone, big, big bad Josh, or whatever you said his name was. Yeah, big bad Josh. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I guess after this, you sort of chase, uh, try to chase Wesker down on this big tanker, this like massive ship. Um, it's actually called the something tanker. I can't remember, uh, but doesn't matter. It'll be something creative. Yeah. Um, but you chase him down, and Ex- so Excella so Ex- is this uh, yeah evil sidekick slash I guess love interest of Wesker. She's a sidekick, but she does mention something about them being, like, as a thing. She is. The Wesker just full brushes her
1: off, like, shut up, woman. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is the 2009 classic lab assistant who's super hot, Yeah, hasn't, has a one of the biggest cleavages you'll ever see in video games, and, yeah. of course, yeah. she's discarded by the man who just don't need no woman. Yeah. Um, and, of course... because he doesn't feel human emotion because he's not
0: human anymore. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's just... Um, it's one of those things to revisit, you know, to, to to experience and to remember what it was truly like, the the adversity people like Wesker had to come across, came up against back then. Yeah. They had to deal with women being annoying, you know, <laughs> and looking hot, you know, and having brains at the same time. It must have been difficult. It would have been difficult. So I think... Um, no wonder they made the T-virus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, look at Chris. He's got Sheva. So she's made to look super hot but she's also capable with a weapon. But if we had to played another 10 minutes, I reckon he would have discarded her. There's no wonder tra- that Chris Redfield's so interested in Ethan Winters because he's a male. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. Like, it's yeah. just, you know, this game This game really, I thought, gave um, women a really strong presence and, uh, you know, it should be commended. As and- you
0: said, Elizabeth and Ellie
1: couldn't have happened without these- Chevron and XLR. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And just how, how respected they are in the industry, for God's sake. Capcom. It makes you blush a bit, playing this, and then he, like, why did we ever think this was okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. It's basically Monday
0: Night Raw in 1999. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, Accela's, uh, I don't really remember how we got here, but basically you go into this big ship and she's found dying on the ground, right? And you go up to her. And she has this like big moment where
1: a bunch of Ouroboros escape from her body. I don't know. She's not. She's just being overdramatic. She's just being dramatic. Well, she, she's probably died, but you know, I'm pretty sure it kills her. <laughs> yeah, <probably>. she turns <laughs> into an
0: enormous Ouroboros monster that is the size of nearly the well the the entire tanker, mm. and it's basically like a
1: giant thing of like. Uroboros limbs with eyeball things on the end. Yeah, it's like a massive mold, uh, black mold monster flower thing going on. We're out. starting to see mold come into the series, I yeah. just realised. But if you look closely at that image, you can see a resemblance of Excella. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Look at those hips. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> 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 I don't want to. Look at all those brains. Yeah, all those brains. Yeah. All that, all that potential. Yeah. That's all potential. <laughs> potential. Wasted. That's... Oh, God. This game is so stupid, Will. Yeah, I know.
0: I know. Hopefully we're conveying that we think it's stupid and we're not being part of the problem.
1: Yeah. The, the sarcasm strong in this room. Yeah.
0: Basically, I don't know. There's a bunch of weapons, but we use a rocket launcher.
1: Well, a swift death is what all we could... Yeah. She,
0: she deserved one. Yeah, it was an annoying boss fight. That was at the very top of the ship. We had to go through the whole ship to get there. There was a bunch of areas to fight through yeah. while while that monster was outside causing havoc. Mm-hmm. And we had to go through the whole ship and go through these other little like you know containers and stuff and get there. Eventually, we got there and um, did the boss fight
1: and whatever. And then, Probably uh, the least inspiring area of the whole game. A, a rusty old ship in a rusty old game. Not fun.
0: Yeah. Similar to Resident Evil 7, really. Yeah. That even for, ship even four. Ship section and four then... Four
1: finishes on it. Four finishes in a dock. It does. Four finishes in a dock. Next to the ancient church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't dis four, all right? I'm not going to have it. Yeah,
0: okay. I don't want to hear it. Um, But not so fast. We've tracked down Wesker and we need to fight him two on one in a stealth assassin combat Mm -hmm. and this took us ages because we couldn't figure out what to do basically you had to uh turn on there's like light switches around that you can turn off there was a bunch of lights on the deck and you had to turn off the lights and then you had to hide in the shadows and bait him into the darkness where he couldn't see you and then sneak up on him and then wham
1: yeah but we could still see because we have video game goggles on yeah and it's like daylight yeah, we could see him, but he he couldn't see us. He, even with his glowing orange eyes, yeah, he couldn't it, see us. And we weren't sure of the mechanic either, because it wasn't really explained. It, you know, still, Resident Evil, still very much a game you've got to work it out for yourself. Yeah. Uh, but this is for dummies. Uh, anyway, so you turn the light, <laughs> you switch the lights off, but you can still see pretty clearly. So I just figured I've got no idea what this what this would be mechanic would be for, because it doesn't make anything dark. But of course, you discovered you walked into the darkness, and you went. Where are you hiding? Yeah. And then you're like, I'm right in front of you to hit. And all of a sudden he's like walking around
0: slowly instead of
1: <laughs> pinging around with
0: his invisibility <laughs> or whatever.
1: Yeah, he's just like, you just can't find anyone. You're like, I'm right here. <laughs>
0: and you shoot a rocket at him. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was funny. It actually took us a, like so many goes to get that right as well. Oh. To figure out that gameplay like that mechanic we yeah. just couldn't figure it out yeah um it's but- cool
1: it is cool ultimately i like sort of um games where you can break line of sight and sort of find a workaround so i sneak yep. up on him and change up a bit yeah Um similar that's similar to the, the seven minute fight right that was a bit of a you could actually run away from him once you got into the corridors he couldn't always find you yeah uh but but yeah just give us some a little bit of explanation
0: yeah yeah there's, there's nothing wrong with that like mechanic it was just a bit uh it was never used in the rest of the game, so
1: it was we didn't know to do that. And we didn't expect it, like four, yeah. to get a bit creative at times. We just thought it's going to be the same shit for <laughs> no. So yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the creativity of this really caught us off guard. Yeah. We just assumed now, for some reason, he'd be uh, eligible
0: to be shot, even though before we couldn't shoot him. But we were just like, ah, oh, this time, he'll be able to be shot this time. Oh, yeah. It's been
1: half an hour. Yeah, where's the eyeball going to pop out
0: from? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so eventually, yeah, you put him down and then uh, that's not for long because you, you all jump into, I don't know if it was a helicopter or like a jet, but there's like a, I think it was a, actually a jet, but you, you jump into a plane on the edge of the boat and you uh, start to fly off. A carrier. A carrier. A carrier he, there, yeah, yeah, and he... Um, Cargo plane. He's he's back up, of course, and you sort of have a bit of a fight or like <laughs> a little sort of, you know, fisticuffs in the back of that and the plane goes down and we've made it to the final area of the game, which is a gigantic... Vol volcano, mm-hmm. yeah, in this massive volcano, which is like lava city. What?
1: A- <laughs> Ow. why are we in a volcano all of a sudden? Because I think I think all good things have to finish in a volcano. If you're serious about the uh, the, the signif- you know, making a scene quite significant, you got to turn up the heat literally.
0: Yeah, I get the like. I get the reasoning for Final Boss to be in like a lava area. I mean, I've played like 100 Mario games. I totally understand the like allure of, oh, it's, it's evil, it's fire, it's lava. Mm. But how do we get... Like we've, we've listed all the places. We've been in the streets. We've been in a big marshlands on a boat thing. We've been on a hovercraft. We've been in the the underground deep ruins and research base. And now and then on a big ship, mm-hmm. like on water. And we've got in a carrier plane and gone not that far
1: and we've ended up in literal hell. Yeah and it's to be honest like you know there's lava flowing uh, it's all quite, it's quite exposed lava and I think that means. It's active. I th- yes, I yeah. think that's an active probably means <laughs> it's erupting or something right? Kajuju is gonna die, do- it's gone. It, yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, <laughs> I, I really think uh, you know um, this is the end of end of days um, and it's just up the road. Yeah. Up the road from old uh, Oh, Chris's Well, place. how could they have known? Yeah,
0: how could they have seen the volcano from um, five kilometers away?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure yeah. Josh has got a dirt bike up there before. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, like jo- Josh's know. Uh, house is up there. Mm. You know that much. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, on the on the beach on the on the shore of the. Volcano overlooking the uh, pyramids of Giza. <laughs> the, the beach, the lava beach. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no I'm talking at Coastal Beach. It's no, just a keep... coastal beach next to the volcano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just be at the bottom. Yeah. Where there's a yeah. palm tree growing or something. Yeah.
0: Freaking Wumper Isles. Yeah. Snakes just out in the water there, yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we've made it to the final fight, I guess. So he, he turns into this massive bioweapon version of himself he's got this like big ass sword scythe arm Mm -hmm. and uh, his 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 shirt comes off he's got massive muscles and uh, he he stalks you down across a massive volcanic battlefield Uh, there's a bunch of funny quick time events included uh, including the classic Chris punching the boulder spot which uh, well I should say punching the absolute shit out of a massive boulder spot not punching the boulder spot because he's just so strong I,
1: I liken it to the the uh, that ultimate punch in in Hot Rod. Yeah. Where they go, he, just, he, he does these little preliminary moves. Like, yeah, oh, I don't think it like he goes, bah, right, in the, right in the bottom of it. And it, just, yeah. it just pops. Yeah. His... That boulder shits its pants. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like a, two, final here. a two-ton uh, boulder. <laughs> yeah. And he just punches it into the ledge so that Sheva, myself, yeah. can come back over.
0: Well, there's the other classic uh, quick-time spot, which is
1: the Sheva hanging off a ledge like an idiot spot. And I have to mash a uh, circle at least <laughs> 1,000 revs per minute. <laughs> per, uh, yeah, per minute,
0: yeah. Because you know Sheva is not going to get the cool spot. She's just gonna hang on a ledge like a doofus, mm. while Chris punches the shit out of a massive boulder, well, dude, as hard as he can,
1: dude, dude. and he sends her flying. too. have you ever seen a damsel not in distress? Because I haven't. No. Mm. Yeah, you're right. She's you're not right. capable. Very logical. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so after doing enough damage, you kind of end up fighting Wesker on this like little circular platform, I suppose, and we were just kind of you know walking around him in circles and trying to not make sure we didn't stuff it up we oh, were trying to put him down enough to because you had to open up the eyeball on him right on his chest mm. and we wanted we were trying to make sure we opened it up to hit it with the rocket as to get the perfect shot uh, and and we we stuffed it up <laughs> once or twice I and mean, when we did and uh that you think that's it you're flying away you get picked up in a helicopter with from Josh and uh Jill <laughs> Josh and Jill are in a helicopter. I actually
1: forgot Josh is there
0: again. Josh is there and Jill pick you up <laughs> in a helicopter in the middle of the volcano. And uh, as you're flying away. Um, he has a great Mesker, career
1: ahead of himself as New York's City's number one taxi driver. Uh, Josh. Oh, he'd just know. Oh. He'd be there. He'd be there. He's any, like any the second. room
0: of requirement.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you need him for whatever thing. he's there. Bloody hell. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, as you're flying away, Wesker still he stands up again. And uh, Chris and Sheva send down a pair of anti-tank rockets uh, to explode the shit out of him and send him into the burning ash forever in the mm. volcano. Uh, or so we think, I suppose. He definitely will come back.
1: Oh, he's definitely
0: already back. We just haven't played it yet. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and as the game ends, Chris remarks, More and more, I find myself wondering if it's all worth fighting for. And Jill responds, <laughs> For a future without fear, yeah, it's
1: worth it. End, end, end scene, end game. Resident Fear, number five. <laughs> this game sucks. <laughs> Do you know? I was thinking, we uh, were thinking of this uh, volcano fight. Mm. There's two things. There's two things uh, I need to highlight. Firstly, I can't remember what the second thing was, but it was great. It'll come back to me in a second. But firstly, the late '90s volcano. Was quite uh, incredible for having really good, you know, traversal platforms. Uh, Yeah. You know, challenging enough just to make you have to run up a ramp. You know, lots of ramps for a start. Yeah. Like it's been trodden before by our ancestors.
0: Yeah. And then there would be like, there would just be like a random hole in the middle of the ramp to make Mm -hmm. sure
1: you don't fall down the hole into the lava or something. Yeah. 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 So this, and this, this, uh, there'll always be like a central platform, uh, you know. Walled off with um bo- with uh, rocks that had fallen from the sky above, I suppose. Um, to well, the, the former the former
0: sky, um, <clears throat> the, the former sky world of the ancient people. Yeah, yeah. The rock, the rock skies. Yeah, skyrockers, <laughs> skyhooks. The ancient, um, the ancient, celestials mm. in the sky. Yeah, the, the rockanoids
1: or something. Yeah, the, <laughs> the rockanoids, asteroids. Aste- the astronaut, the asteroidus, asteroids, asteroids, asteroid, asteroid, asteroid. Ast- ast- yeah. I've never made that connection. They're big, bulky rocks, Luke. You're so right, Will. <laughs> and it, secondly, um, I just wanted to highlight. So we've spoken about the big eyeballs that pop out of these uh, these mutated villains all the time. It's a trait of the um, of the Ouroboros. yeah, which is clearly mm. part of all of the viruses and all of the games. Including, sta- including the uh, in the amber that's in Spain, where there's big bugs. Yeah, they come from flail somehow.
0: Well, I'm, well, yeah. Sorry, I'm cutting off, but I'm am starting to think now that Ouroboros is also part of the like mold thing in Resident Evil Seven and Village, because the or, the Ouroboros is like a big black moldy looking thing, and then the mold stuffs in that game. I don't know. It's all connected. All right. Fascinating. An Ouroboros is the
1: that's the like that's the plant. Mm. Yeah. It is. Mm. It all comes back to plant. Is every uh, the real conniving villain here is a plant. But yeah. like Undertale. But when they turn into these when they turn into these um into these monsters, I always find it incredible how just instantly they've adapted to their new form. But most but most surprisingly, when this big eyeball opens up whether it comes out of their throat or in, you know, in on his back like Wesker's back, they're just so like they're just so used to this new vision they're getting that they, they just don't even literally bat an eyelid, right? They're just sitting there, just like, hey, look at that, I can see everything, and like I can see like ten kilometers away. I'm just gonna, but I'm just gonna focus on what's two meters in front of me for a minute. Well, like when you spend a minute just being like, I'm gonna use this eyeball in my chest to check out that to what, what would be nearby New York City, which is a foot across, you know, across a five meter lake there. <laughs> that's yeah. you know that's also the biggest lake in the world. Or some something. It's all an illusion. All of the landmarks in the world are probably within 200 meters of this volcano. Re-
0: Resident Evil takes place on the flat Earth.
1: Uh, it does. It's a it's a bloody frisbee spinning <laughs> yeah. around. And this uh, just having an eyeball, just you'd want to use it for a minute, wouldn't you? They turn into yeah. like even even when they turn into like 100 metre tall <laughs> blobs, they're just like nah. I'm just gonna my world is right in front yeah. of me right now yeah it's funny it's
0: like you saying that it reminds me because I have a new niece and she's just like she's just looking starting to be very alert with her eyes and she's mm. looking around like oh what's what's yeah. this what's that that's what the eyeballs do on on all the Resident Evil characters mm. it's their first time seeing so they're like they don't know what to look at so they can only focus on what's right in front of them yeah yeah it's just incredible well it's, that's just life that's how life you know transcends humanity hmm <laughs> <laughs> that's another episode that's another episode I don't know what that means anyway that's the whole story so. <laughs> <Don't admit. laughs> that's the whole story um, we whenever they really need to go through the main characters we've sort of talked about them as we've gone anyway but they're all I will say I will say this about the characters they all started off badly I thought all the car- characters started off badly but and we didn't really want anything to do with them. Like, I remember our first playthrough of Resident Evil 5, that first night, we played about two hours. I don't think we've ever felt that negatively about anything we've done in the game. Well, we absolutely hated ourselves. Well,
1: yeah, there were a few times where we thought, uh, I think uh, you'd said, and this isn't a criticism, but like, oh, no, we're not going to finish that. And I was like, no, we, we oh. I saw we were sort of like, well, we don't need to, but we should. We didn't come back to it for months. Yeah. For months. We had it like four or five months
0: before we came back to it after first playing it. Yeah.
1: I yeah. think we were both sort of like, you know, maybe I'll just wait and see if, uh, you know, I'll just wait and see if Will will bring it up. Or you were probably saying, I'll wait and see if Luke will bring it up because mm. I don't know if we should play this. But, of course, stoked we did. Because now I know everything Everything else in my life seems better <laughs> <Yes>. by comparison. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll i just say, I, I think the, the characters started off badly.
0: Um, but I think as the game went on, we kind of came to love them. Sort of for their like terrible dialogue and quirks, like they were like lovable because they're so
1: stupid. Yeah, yeah it's good, good, bad. It's good, good, yeah, bad. Yeah, it's like we, we, we ended up liking them. That's yeah. how, how I imagine most people feel when they play Final Fantasy. It
0: has, it would have
1: to be all eighty-three games. Yeah. It, would, it
0: would have to be because they're
1: all so unlikable. Mm.
0: And I've tried some uh, Final Fantasy, and it's the worst. Mm. Yeah. And you wish it was your final,
1: Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, when I talk about the characters, I think co-op is worth bringing up. I think generally, I don't know. I found it pretty decent overall. I think the, the game made the game bearable for the most part. Obviously, we we talked about that, but I think the thing that the cool thing was the inventory management being split between both both of us. We only had like a small inventory wheel to work with, but I think you could constantly trade items between each other and work with your inventory. Um, and I don't know, I think that's a really good idea. That was. That would probably be essential if you played that on in a harder mode as well. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I think that inventory management between the two of us was—I really like that. And I don't think you've seen. I don't see that in many co-op games. Well, and even Resident even, Evil Six doesn't have it. Don't even see it in the sequel. Yeah. So it's—I um, I, like that. I, th- I thought that was good, even though the—the the actual like user experience of uh, all the menus and the—the the,
1: the naming conventions in the game was like so ridiculously stupid. Especially given the home, the main menu itself, with the you know you move around uh, the menu items, and it's like a different, uh, I don't know, part of the the, the virus genome. Or I don't know what whatever the actual technical term is, but yeah. it looks really cool. Thematically, it's really sick and inter- you know interactive. It's dynamic. And then you get the old uh, look at the text and then you get the old quit to go forwards. Yeah. Cancel to go forwards. Yeah. <laughs> Progress to go backwards, you know, all this sort of You also stuff.
0: end up in that inventory screen every single time you die. So you're there all the time. Yeah. And at the end of chapters and all that. And that's where you buy your weapons. There's no, like, shopfront merchant. You just buy all your stuff in the inventory screen. And none of the weapons have, like... I never... There's like a million different weapons, and I have no idea what the difference is between them all, and why I would use a different one than the other one, and why I'd upgrade it. Like in Resident Evil Four, the weapons felt it felt like you'd want to upgrade. Like if there was more context to upgrades and all that. In Resident Evil Five, it's just like a smorgasbord of just weapons that all feel the exact same. No idea. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing more to add to it, really. Yeah. So maybe uh, some final thoughts. Resident Evil Five. Before we uh, pass out from all the shit we're talking, <laughs> uh, I've got I've got some pros and cons here, and I actually wrote them down. The pros and cons in my in my notebook because so I have a notebook that I'm keeping of of game reviews that I write for myself. Oh, cool! And I've got some pros and cons. So, and I put a picture of Wesker on my on my notebook. As you can see. Yeah, pesky whiskey. Uh so pros, I thought so good cop gameplay, obviously as I was mentioned. The infinite rocket launchers is a a absolute pro because it means meant we could spend about three hours less in that game. (laughs) Uh I thought the boss battles overall were actually decent enough. Yeah. There's no like they weren't bad boss battles or anything like that. Especially the crab. The crab
1: in the oh. nest that was our first that was our first use of the rocket launcher we have no idea what the crab was like oh my god the
0: crab boss I forgot about that
1: yeah because we spent like two seconds
0: <laughs> doing it that was in the middle of that like big pillar yep it was like we're in the middle of the death star big a silo
1: sort of thing for yeah. our, in, in the nest where all the bodies like Jill were were stored oh well you didn't even mention that yeah. the crab boss it's like a kaiju well, I called I called my my uh rival in Pokemon Silver Crab after the crab. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, his name's Crab. That's so good. Um I thought the enemy
0: variety had it was like there was a good amount of variety through the game. Even though the enemies were like just whatever. I think there was actually a larger assortment of lots of different types mm. so they kept it
1: somewhat fresh. Some yeah, some were very sparingly used though. You'd get big brute yeah. style ones and they yeah. came in like Honestly, yeah, I think you get a couple in the first couple of hours and don't see them again for another six. Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: and then last pro wrote, so bad that it's good.
1: Yeah. Pro or con, that's where that's where things get interesting, isn't it? And these are my cons. So we've got dis- <laughs>
0: disgusting washed out visuals. Oh, yeah. Uh, shocking dialogue. It's funny, but for the wrong reasons. Uh, terrible weapons with little, no understanding of the differences between them. Uh, very bad menu user experience with naming conventions and all that. And then stiff, clunky controls that are, you know, of their, of their time a little bit, but sort of not because like, there was games that came in around it that controlled so well. And I think those, uh, those controls caused a great deal of mental pain to us both. Oh, deep. Yeah, deep trauma. But that's my that's my final thoughts. Any last thing I had was my updated Resident Evil ranking. But what do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up?
1: Little thing on the interface, actually. Like, uh, look at uh, uh, we could. I said, come on earlier when I was talking about Sheva, uh, in, as Sheva. Sorry, of course I became Sheva again. <laughs> uh, so I was playing as Sheva. She's I was a part st- of you now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Will got the stand like the Chris experience as as the strong male lead. He he got to use on his screen. Sheva was stuck to the left. Uh, Chris was stuck to the left, and I, as Sheva, <laughs> was stuck to the right. So I was aiming over her left shoulder the whole game. I literally yeah. couldn't change it. I I had no idea to about seventy five percent of the way through too. I know it was it was terrible. <laughs> I'd press uh you know you press circle to say come on in case your partner's lagging you can't talk to them. Yeah. So yeah. She'd bet it was just and we'd we'd press it all the time. Circle was and circle would be the button you would uh, press when you're going up to a door to open it. And, of course, once it started, you, your buddy would get a notification saying, you know, such and such is waiting there. But if, every – because you, the, the buddy, like, the almost like a hitbox for using this function, yeah, you have to be so close to it. If you press circle at the wrong time, they're just stand there going, come on, come on, come on, come on, <laughs> come on, until you until you latched onto the final bit. And it was yeah, just yeah. like – it was so annoying but funny. But just like yeah, – yeah, yeah. like you'd be onto it a door. Funny. And I'd, I'd stand there and say, come on, four times before I finally grabbed the door and yeah, helped yeah. you.
0: Not to mention, half the doors were circling and the other half were square. Mm. For some reason. Oh yeah,
1: and yeah. if you press like right triggers to shoot when you are aiming, if you press right trigger when you weren't aiming, it would just snap the, the aim cam- to your partner. It would snap the camera to yeah. look at your partner. Like, yeah. what is that? Why would that be mapped to the shoot button? Yeah, because you have to aim to shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, just these little things <laughs> made the game. I don't even know how it's functioning today. I don't know how it's. I don't know how it's a game that's recognized as an official game. You realise they're probably going to remake that next as well. Yeah, the um, remake's coming.
0: Can I'm, they save it?
1: I'm keen. Well, they they make all the, right, the others better. They change. I know. I'm, you know I'm,
0: like...
1: I'm 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 cautiously optimistic. Yeah, same. Yeah, I cautiously just, optimistic. Sure, yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 actually really keen because if they if they have any and they are obviously they're gen, genuinely good based on the remakes they've done, but if they can just give Sheva more substance. It'll be so much better. Oh yeah, I'm sure they will do well in that department. Mm. They
0: would, they would. Like, like, um, I'm sure Claire is way more substance in Resident Evil Two Remake than she was in. Yep. And so, and 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 to, and to be fair, so is Ashley in Resident Evil Four in oh, the yeah. original two.
1: So, um, yeah, well, yeah, we're still in the, we're still in the old the dark days because yeah. because this is a, an original, not a remake. So yeah. Yeah. We're, we're experiencing <laughs> yeah. the full brunt of the noughties. We're true RE fans at this point. Oh yeah, yeah if
0: you could say fans yeah. um, alright so my Resident Evil ranking we've got, to, we've got to say this because we've got we've still got a few Resident Evil episodes to go through in the uh, Rumble Pack history so this is my ranking uh, so we've got number one Resident Evil 4 number two Resident Evil 7 number three Resident Evil 2 number four Resident Evil Village Number five is Resident Evil Five, and number six is Resident Evil Three. That's that's my ranking, and we've got and we're currently playing Resident Evil Six, and then once we finish that, we'll have just Resident Evil One to follow as well, mm. and then we would have
1: played all eight. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I was spoken before. I did have a better experience with three, I think, than you did. It wasn't fantastic, but I. Uh, if we didn't play as co-op, if we played that single-player. It, there's no way in hell that would be even in the top six, and we've only played six. <laughs> I you know. Don't have to be straight to ten. You, I know, but you can only go off your, what the experience I know, you I had. Know, yeah. <laughs> I, just...
0: I don't want to get too technical about it. I just know I had a funner time overall with five than I did with three, and it was 99 percent because we played together and just made a mockery
1: of it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. <laughs> but it's just it's incredible. Again, it's almost a sin to gaming. Given that it came after, <laughs> yeah. given that it came after number four, which is so well renowned, yeah, uh, I just, uh, I don't know what they were doing. Like even the in Resident Evil Four again, we, the creativity in that game just to throw random stuff in there and, and it worked. Yeah, this game they didn't yeah. try anything. It yeah. was the most risk-free game of all time. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. And it's just, I don't understand it. I don't understand how, in the context of the series, how it exists. <laughs> Well, you don't have to understand
0: because we've played it and well, it's over. We we're never playing it again. To be to be fair, well, number, number, maybe the remake, but number
1: yeah. six feels more like Resident Evil than five. It does. It's
0: just really bad so far. <laughs> but we're still early. We're hey, only I've about two com- and a half I've complimented hours.
1: it three times <laughs> yeah. while we've been playing. <laughs> you
0: have. You keep complimenting it. And I called you, I don't know, the other night. I was like, stop bloody talking so positive, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Um. Because it feels good to be negative, you know? Because mm. we've hardly done this since episode one where we talked about Resident Evil 3. <laughs> now here we are, episode 58 or something like that. It's the only series we talk about on right. here that we hate. When we're back to back to hanging shit on something. Anyway, I've got one burning question for you before we wrap up. Ask away. Would you like to hear it? Would you say that this game and all its core elements, so the gameplay, the visuals, the the dialogue... Are representative of the era that it's from, the Xbox 360 and, and PS3. So, if you think about like, you know, the, all the games from that era, all the sort of great experiences, is this game a true representation of the era that it came from, or is it a weird outlier? Uh,
1: that's a true representation. I remember seeing it at the time. Uh, it was just like a, a weird. One of those weird games I'd never played of, but I'd heard about the series, and I thought I played it, and I thought, yeah, this is about this is quite strange in that you you know you're stuck while you're aimed. And I know that was part of the series at that point. Well, that's just the way it was till yeah. till six. Yeah. Now sixes, well, yeah, sixes. Uh, you still got to aim in six. Yeah, got to aim, but, but he, can you, you can slightly walk while you're running. Yeah, slight walk, but yeah. Hmm. Uh, I just uh, so I wasn't. It didn't feel totally out of place. It felt very much of that era where. I swear, like, because indie games came became so strong, you know, in the last five or six years because mm-hmm. people can just download, they can just upload them digitally. They don't have to make them physical. A lot of crap was coming out uh, from big studios that were just being rushed out. And, yeah. they, and because they will put on discs, they were still, you know, a fairly considerable budget. Yeah. But they got, rather than have the time, to the ability to just be like, uh, no, we can just release it digitally... Um, we, that means we don't need all this, you know, physical production costs. Uh, we can be a small studio and still get a lot done. Uh, you know, we're talking about music, for example. A lot of new bands, their first album sounds really good quality because it's just a matter of everyone's a computer expert now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Whereas yep. The, a lot of the bands we love from the noughties, each album sounds better and better than the previous because their money yeah. income was better. Yeah, all this. And the original um, original album sounds like a demo or something. Yeah, yeah. So probably for, a, and we love those sort of that sort of progression but it's it's a bit in gaming it's obviously good that studios have that ability to make really sound games from the start Mm. but i feel like back in that era maybe such and this this uh 360 ps3 era was a probably the uh the peak of this sort of thing where people were just like no we've got to you know just uh just pump them out um and they're big budget studios or you know um I don't know. They they just they didn't quite have the technology available to do nice like a nice little side scroller. Yeah. So it yeah. turned into this weird shit. Yeah. That, it, like even all the Marvel early Marvel the MC, MCU MCU the DCEU Yeah, it scrambled my brain that the existence <laughs> of that. The MCU the BSAA movies, yeah, early on when they had they all had stra- uh What's it called? <laughs> Video games that lined up with the movies. Like Captain America Thor, yeah, yeah. Iron Man, Iron Man Two. Uh, and they weren't needed, but they just punched they just threw games out for the sake of it. Yeah. The AD old game. era of the licensed film. Yeah. Yeah. licensed game, sorry. Yeah, licensed yeah. game. So mm-hmm. now nowadays that sort of stopped. And we just have big studios putting the effort into making big games. Of course yeah. they released with bugs, but you know at least that they're meant to be a big quality game. So yeah, yeah. So long, long. So, what's your point? (laughs) (laughs) Very long answer, of course. Sorry, Uh, but it's just this that era. It was just dog shit in so many for so many weird ways. There'd be so many good games like uh, that came out, and then there'd just be these weird ones in between that somehow somehow got the same release treatment.
0: Yeah, well, good on Resident Evil (laughs) Five for pioneering that era, the same era that had Bioshock years before and. And Super Mario Galaxy and... And Two Gears of War and games. And Gears of War and and Halo 3 and all the great games that we love. That function well. You know, good on Res- good on you Capcom.
1: It's like these these guys were doing the best with what they got, but they didn't realise everyone else had already had something 10 times better than what they had. Yeah. <laughs> like, so... Yeah, uh, anyway. well, very, well, there'll be a little quick question for you. What would be the one thing about this game if you could upgrade a certain element of this game that you think would make the most, the biggest difference in its quality?
0: Uh, it would be the, it'd be the shooting, right? It would just be the, uh, the ability to shoot f- more freely and, and move while shooting and just like the controls, I guess. Like the controls are just so stiff. Mm. That would just that would definitely be the thing. Like I know the the dialogue and all the graphics and all the the story is all like just cr- ridiculous. But it would definitely be uh, the controls. Like, I think similar to like Resident Evil 4 Remake, like they updated it. Obviously, the new control style like makes such a big difference. And obviously, Resident Evil 4 is already a great game, but I think they could make Resident Evil 5 into a pretty solid game if they tinker a lot with the controls and make them feel just like RE4 Remake did. Mm. Like, imagine playing RE5 with those controls. Like, it would be way less of a crap time. Mm. So, even if the story and the game itself still, like, kind of crap, I think. Updating the controls and making it feel good to play and having that like real good feedback from the guns and the really good sound effects for the weapons, then you'll have uh something to work with there at least.
1: That'd be it. Yeah, yeah. and that's fair enough too. Mm. I mean, you could improve anything and it would make the game a lot better. Hopefully they just improve everything, yeah. But if they could improve one thing,
0: it'd be that to me. Yeah.
1: And that and yeah. that in summary shows that there was actually not one one standout strength of this game. No. I can't say one thing was better than the other thing.
0: No. No. But, it, but it's better than Resident Evil 3. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. That's so damn isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, good job. I think we should wrap it up there. We've only got seven minutes till we have to record the next episode, uh, the big episode, the biggest episode of the year. End of 2022. End of 2022, because so we're recapping that as well. The Rumbly Awards are back for 2022 and 2023 in a huge extravaganza end of year end of season climactic episode and it's- it starts in seven minutes so <laughs> we better wrap up and, and get to the awards we're going to put our suits on and the best thing is it's only a seven minute episode how are we going to get it all in we don't know <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> yes alright well well done we love Resident Evil, and we'll uh, we'll be back to discuss Resident Evil Six at some point.
1: Yeah, and just just rest assured, everyone. Whatever you're doing in your life right now could be the worst thing you've ever done. It's <laughs> better than Resident Evil Five. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See ya.